And we're live for a long-awaited visit from our very special guest this week. Say hello to Legal Man, everybody. <laughs> uh, how are you doing? Uh, we're doing great. And um, what a huge topic to talk about tonight um, for <laughs> such a huge guest. Um, oh, yes. Uh, but no, I, here's the thing. I, I, this is something that all American, all Americans who go to dreaded public schools are, have like really hammered into their heads growing up. I remember like several years in my formative, um, education years, um, there was a, uh, by the way, just here's an indictment on the public school system is that all of the um, teachers, my history teachers would always say, Oh, we've got to get to at least the civil war this year, meaning they were going to do exactly as little possible that they yeah. could um, in order to, you know, get us to the, whatever uh, standardized testing level. But yes, so the civil war would be, would be the one that we'd always be shooting for. Um, so uh, many of these details in, in coming back to the coming back to it um, were very familiar to me. But now looking at them uh, from a different eyes, I guess, has been yeah. a pretty eye opening experience, to say the least. Um, but uh, so a legal man. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, what uh, uh, what what is your hot take? Because I got my hot take. I think William's got his hot take. What is your hot take on the Civil War? Well, my hot take would start with by saying that the, the name of it is completely wrong. It's <laughs> okay. not a civil war. Okay. Um, a civil war is when parties are fighting for control of a single government to yeah. try to rule over a certain sure. area. And that was not what we had in uh, the United States. What had already happened is half the country had left and voted and formed another country. They mm. weren't trying to get a control of Washington, D.C.'s government and run the North. They just yeah. left. They said, look, this isn't working out, guys. We're gone. And so I would say that the, one of the most deceptive things about the Civil War is the name. And they've chosen it very carefully. And yep. it's not a civil war. <laughs> yeah. This is not. It I tend to agree. Any definition. Um, yeah. uh, Go ahead, what, Will. what we wanted to talk about tonight really was more the antebellum period uh, and what the uh, and what the causes of se secession were rather than what the civil war was but i guess you can't really talk about one without yeah without the other. <laughs> they're Tom, kind of inextricably yeah. linked in and to a yes. certain extent yeah in legalese I mean, they call it inextricably intertwined mm. yes <laughs> well my, i mean my my sort of, of take on that is that i mean i've never studied this before at all and this episode Why would is going to be yeah, right. th this episode is going to be the one. I, I have, um, I've come across it and other people's takes on it because I do follow, um, you know, uh, artistry and economics and uh, and and <laughs> libertarian uh, libertarian sort of commentators and and whatnot. Uh, so I've, I I had some sort of pre-packaged ideas in my head, but it's. This is the episode for which I've done the most research of any episode, and this is so. This is the episode where we're going to find out that my inability to to drive the show on a narrative is not from lack of research. <laughs> it's, it's just from being a fucking idiot. But the uh, so they they a lot of people say, oh, it's not about slavery, but I mean, secession clearly was about slavery. And, really? Yeah. A large, the, in large part. Yeah. 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 
I mean, it's like when Taylor, a little more about that inextricable shit going on. I think. Yeah, <laughs> it, it's it's like when the uh, terrorists, maybe Muslim freedom fighters, uh, tell you what they what why they're pissed off and blowing things up. People just ignore it, and the 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 Confederate states did tell us about it. Right. Yeah, and and I would say that the difference is that for the South, it was a lifestyle clearly, yeah. mm -hmm. and that meant slavery. Uh, now, slavery was dying, but it, they still were fighting to make sure, at least in large part, they could keep slaves, even though most of the people in the South, they didn't even own slaves, but yeah, they they still wanted to fight for it, but there's a big difference between the motivation. I think it was 1% is the, the often lauded statistic. I think it's, I think that's, I think that's too low. I, yeah. I think there was more than that, mm -hmm. but a lot of people didn't live who had maybe a slave. Sure. Kind yeah, of thing. Yeah, yeah. They didn't live significantly better than the slave that they had. And, mm -hmm. you know, you got to remember, you don't have power equipment. You don't have all sorts of stuff. It's all animal labor and human labor for the most part with some miscellaneous steam power, water, crap like that. But I would say with regards to what it was about, there's a big difference between what the South was fighting about and what the people in the North were fighting about. Yes. The North were definitely not down there fighting to free slaves. That's right. just not true. There was many Northern states that had slaves. And so the slave yeah, trade was driven out of the North. I mean, it's, it's ridiculous to say it was about freeing the slaves. Even the Emancipation Proclamation didn't free any of the slaves in the Northern Territory. In, so, in fact, that, that's one of the ways you can unextricate the, the, uh, the secession idea from the civil war idea is that that you know you can say slave slavery was the dominant idea behind secession but it's definitely not the dominant idea behind the war no right exactly and that's that's the problem i think that a lot of times when this issue is discussed say maybe closer to the point that i have which is that it wasn't a civil war and that it was really not about slavery the people make a mistake if they want to say that the South really was only fighting for states' rights. Now, that's a load of crap, too. It's yeah. They were fighting significantly for, you know, a lifestyle right. and to not be bothered. A way of life. But, yes, a way of a life. Social a social order, one might even say. Uh, yeah, all in all, I mean, all those different things that they were basically fighting for. And the North was really most of the people fighting on the northern side were just conscripted in and yeah. <laughs> you know they thought that it was going to be a quick war and then when it turned out it wasn't they had to start you know scrambling around Funny trying how to find ways to get that. people in yes i have yes, world war one is brought to mind <laughs> right yeah right i mean it's all these things they they all come together and that's why i try to i really do try to be fair with topics whenever i think about a topic and i mean the, the facts are the facts. I didn't make any of those facts. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I, I'm not a slave owner. I, yeah. I don't care what the damn facts are. I'm just saying, let's get the honest facts on the table and have an honest discussion about sure. it as opposed to being shouted down, you're a racist, if you want to step outside the standard narrative. that That's the only thing I say is let's let, at least have an honest discussion. Yeah. And I will say this, to the to the point that it is very much strictly about like, I, and that is sort of like a more like, uh, like I'd say the more liberal take is that it is really very centrally about slavery. But I will say this one thing um, is that uh, people who, who are often like Confederate apologists, so to speak, would probably lean towards the it's state rights argument. Yes. Yeah. And um, the thing with that, though, is like it, it in terms of like federal power, like the slave 
the sla- the southern slave states were like using like not states rightsy you know yeah. applications of slave law what with you know the dred scott decision which is just crazy like it's like that <laughs> that you could be like oh um if if you went to Massachusetts, say, which has had not had slavery forever at that point, which is where I live, by the way, and just found a black guy who like looked like a slave, you could just take him. <laughs> right. Um, right. And it was just, but that that and also that's that's clearly in violation of states' rights. So uh, the argument that the entire thing is over states' rights is kind of ludicrous. At the end of the yeah, day, it is. I agree. It's just silly. That's what I mean. These people who who they should have a winning argument because the real winning argument doesn't matter why they fought the war. Mm-hmm. You can't have a war to hold a voluntary union together. Yeah. It's not possible. It doesn't matter what the war is about and whether they went down there to free slaves or not. Of course, you could go down there and try to free slaves if that's what the war was about. Lincoln made it clear that wasn't what the war was about. And there's no way in hell you could have gotten the people in North to go down and die no to way. free yeah. slaves. It was not going to happen. And so why, why hurt your own argument by taking a position that is demonstrably not true, that it was just about states' rights. And it's as ridiculous a position as this idea that the holy founders, when they fought the Revolutionary War, were fighting this pristine battle about liberty and freedom. Yeah. It was a land scam. It was that, That's what it was about. It wasn't about liberty and freedom. It was about making sure they could go out to the West and get all the land they thought was free. Yeah. If they could just kill enough Indians. And that's, that's fine, too. I don't have a problem with that. But don't pretend. That's the problem mm-hmm. I always have with people, is they want to pretend these high-minded reasons, the war to end all wars. It's all crap. These are political wars about resources and other things. Regular people with regular desires to get more stuff for themselves. That's what it's always about. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I was saying before the show um, that like, like Lincoln made it pretty clear like that he was like, like a radical in the sense that he was like really about sort of, enforcing the northern industrial way of life kind of on the south it was more like that was really what his end goal was it's more he it's not so much that he had like strong feelings about about the institution of slavery per se but the institution of slavery was like a holdover of an earlier age that was stopping the forces of industrialization from taking hold of the entire country and you know in my opinion and this is something that I think is like not to fast forward too much but at the close of the civil war like this this really put to bed the notion that um that the country was you know each was you know uh, however many units are all acting in conjunction and it was indeed one monopolistic sort of uh centralized power unit um and which by the way uh, I don't think there's any mistake in the fact that who won, but I think that th- this sort of laid the groundwork for the country being able to be like activated as part of a sort of cabal, if you will, of people with, you know, um, uh, aspirations of, of something greater than, you know, the idea of nation states and power, sort of global power, if you will. Oh, yeah. There's no but- doubt about it. And, you know, the thing about Lincoln is, he married into a family of slave owners. <laughs> I mean, yeah. His yeah. wife had his wife's family had slaves, 
if it was such a big deal to him, why would he ever do that? It doesn't make any sense. It, and maybe the man on a personal level, um, maybe he was against slavery. There's no way we can know. I, I can't even know what's in my own girlfriend's mind. How, how the hell am I going to know what's in some dude's mind from 150 years ago? There's no way to know. And what they say publicly is really almost no value at all, because you can look and see what politicians today say public. It's absolutely not consistent at all with what they obviously do privately. And so to bring out speeches and all, it, it's pointless. Yeah. The those the fact is the man was a huge railroad lawyer. Yeah, that was the equivalent of being the lawyer for Google and Amazon sure. and Facebook today. Yeah. And that's that was Internet was. technology in the 1850s. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yes. And those guys were all about a land scam, getting free land. And as soon as the war was over, bam, they took the army and they took it out west. They started killing the Indians, moving out there and handing out free land. And in fact, he bought a bunch of land prior to the time he announced the Transcontinental Railroad. And he bought it right where it was going to start. The man was not who everybody acts like he was. He right. just wasn't. He was just a man. That's all. I don't condemn him for being that. But let's not deify the guy when the yeah. evidence is all around that he was just another manipulative politician saying whatever was convenient in order to advance the people who supported him. That's who he was. Yeah. yeah. I will say this. Sorry to interrupt you, William. I do want to get this point uh, while I'm thinking about it. But I think that these that uh, a, a state that is built on a, a framework of like a dollar and all of our, you know, doings and whatnot is based on basically faith. We have to go on faith because the money's all scam, essentially. Right. So the, what's the best way to get somebody to operate on faith when you have gods and when you create these false gods out of like these stories that are true on paper? But, you know, and then you add these different, you know, uh, greater than human, you know, attributes to people in order to, right. you know, give a canon to your fucking phony religion with fake paper money that you <laughs> it's not worth the paper it's printed on. Yeah. And I, I think um, we we studied um, the life and times of uh, Aaron Burr uh, a few episodes back and like even the even the great much beloved by constitutional conservatives, Jefferson was a fucking despot yeah. and was, was absolutely uh, eager to, to to constitute a kangaroo court to convict Burr. Because he had a hard-on for Burr. Because, yeah. he, because he wanted to keep the union together to give it geopolitical clout. Uh, so, I mean, that's not really limited government, is it, where the, where the executive wants to collude in railroading somebody for true... Right. Well, not only that, but Jefferson, and I don't consider myself to be a so-called historian. I don't go dig through the, the dusty books. I don't care about that. I, I do the big sweeping stuff because I know the way human nature is. And you look at a guy like Jefferson, he did the Louisiana Purchase. Everybody yeah, knew yeah. it was grossly unconstitutional at the time. Everybody knew it. He knew it. They all knew it. And what was it? It was another land scam to hand out money yeah. and, and land to it his It was buddies. such a good deal, though. Oh, there you go. Okay. Well, there was such a great deal. So, yes, it's constitutional. I mean, it's always the same yeah. crap. And the only reason We'd he- We'd be crazy not to do this. Yes, there you go. Wait, but wait, there's more. Sham wow. The, uh, if you buy now. The, when, when he became president in 1800, he 
screwed up the count in the Senate after like 37 different votes. Hi, Billy Mays here with the Louisiana Purchase. (laughs) Right. (laughs) And I sit there and I go, okay, he's this incredible. Again, they deify these people as though they had nothing but the purest of intentions. It's like they're men. That's all they're men. These are power hungry men who are seeking fortune and using politics and any other means necessary. And it's not that he, it, it doesn't, to me, it de- doesn't denigrate the man. He was still a great thinker. Mm-hmm. He wrote a lot of cool stuff. He did a lot of cool things, but he was just a man. And he had all sorts of desires and motivations that are way less than pristine. And it's not okay to just push all that aside and pretend that we have this history that's so glorious when we don't that's all that, yeah. that, that's well, all I, I ever say i think if you want to if you want to take a a great man and make him show his ass then give him high office right like, <laughs> that's true like let's take i mean boris johnson for instance was a, a pretty entertaining popular history author uh uh and you know, I kind of, I like, I've read a couple of his books and they're, they're fun, uh, but put him in, in high office and uh, <laughs> he's, he's, he's Mr. Literally Hitler, you know, he's like, right. he, he, he right. wants to be Churchill, but he's fucking, I don't know, not even Hitler. I mean, it's worse than Hitler. Yeah. Well, you'll be careful. You'll, you'll, you'll get grief for that. Yeah. Well, I mean, <laughs> the, the cat you have on your, uh, on your Twitter avatar, <laughs> I'd get arrested Adolf. for you. You'd get you get you get gulag for having that cat in this country. <laughs> yes, yes, just yes. for uh, having the cat. It reminds you. <laughs> <laughs> Not even like publicizing it. Just like, boy, <laughs> mate, you got a license for that cat. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> oh man, yes. um, but to to the point of of secession, though, I do like I I did uh, some of my research brought me to uh, the great some of the research from the great Tom Woods. Um, did a bunch of uh, good lectures on sece- on not just the topic of secession, but specifically the secession of the Confederate States. Um, uh, but one of the things that he brought up was William Lloyd Garrison, Mister Abolition, um, the guy. I don't. I'm. It, am I correct? In misrem- or misremembering that he actually coined the term abolitionism? I don't know. Okay. I, <laughs> <laughs> well, I, don't, I think I think that movement came from England. I believe from like. Okay, so maybe not. Yeah, that makes sense. Like Fine. the Methodists and whatnot in England were okay. all about it. Well, I think they, he was some kind of weird Protestant as well, for what it's worth. Do you have the crop of sugar beet in in the states? It's like a yeah, we have it. Yeah, but we, it's like a, a a winter root that mm-hmm. that was that they basically the English abolitionists developed that in order to be able to stop buying sugar from the colonies. That's interesting. Well, well, at yeah. least they're putting their money where their mouth is. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> it's pretty ingenious. Um, but uh, yeah, so William Lloyd Garrison is he's like known as like the father of the American of the American abolition movement, essentially. Um, and uh, he when in in one of his books uh, on on uh, political theory, I don't know what which one, but uh, on the question of um, how to deal with uh, the Southern states who will cling on to. Um, slavery he said i see secession as a non-violent uh outlet possibly for the yeah. for this because um because you know america shouldn't be shouldn't have slavery but i, I, see, I think you know if had it had it been about slavery that would have been the answer 
secession would have been the answer. Yeah. Right. But, uh, uh, and then the, the, the industrial north could have just outcompeted. Know, put, put tariffs on, outcompeted, whatever, and, and, uh, and dealt with slavery that way. Plus, get, uh, stopped enforcing the so called fugitive slave clause. Mm. Followed by the Fugitive Slave Act, but going back to the sort of philosophical opposition, uh, Lysander Spooner had a pretty cool angle on it as well, didn't he? Which was that slavery is unconstitutional. But I, I guess you know we we're all too based to go along with Spooner on this one because we think the Constitution's horseshit anyway. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. and Spooner did too. Yeah, he did. He was he was just operating within the narrative of that we're given about what the so-called Constitution is or does. Okay, how does it work? And yeah. you know, slavery's not actually in there. It's it, no. they, they talk about three fifths and this and they could kind of they kind of sidestep the issue. Mm -hmm. and, yeah. So the so-called fugitive slave clause doesn't have the word fugitive or slave or slavery in it. Right, yeah. It right. says that if if somebody owes labor to somebody in a different state, you have to return them, basically. Right. Uh, and uh, But th they were, th these uh, woke northern states who, who who now call you a fascist if you if you talk about, um, well, I think it depends who's in, who's got the executive, doesn't it? So, so um, what do you get? State nullification. It's good when California and Oregon do it for <laughs> yeah, weed, yeah, man. Yeah. <laughs> right. But it, but it's bad if uh, somebody does it for guns because guns are bad and weed is good. Yeah. Right. And also, you might as well just say neo-confederacy if you're yeah. talking about yes. states' rights at all, bigots. Right. It's 2021. <laughs> <laughs> Right. By the way, this is a sanctuary city. Yeah. <laughs> I'll tell you, another funny thing to me about this, this idea that the the war was fought over slavery is that slavery was pretty much ended all over the world in all sorts of so-called yeah. developed countries at the time. And they, they didn't require wars yeah. and it was all done peacefully and there on pretty much every other place. And the, the, there was all sorts of discussion going on about how it was coming to an end. It was and the how yeah, well, how do you do it? I mean, how do you take these people who don't have anything, they don't have any skills, if you just cut them loose, what are they going to do? And there was all sorts of transitioning going on and plans, and they talked about it. The idea that the war was that was fought, to, it's just it's just nonsense. It's mm -hmm. just utter nonsense. That's all. Yeah, and like burning down towns full of presumably houses that had slaves in them. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Sherman's <laughs> March. My God, there's just war crimes out the wazoo with that thing. And, you know, and they justify it. And again, if you want to go down there after the after they secede and say, we're going to declare war against this country and go free slaves down. There, well, good luck to you. But they could yeah. never, ever done that. That's all. So, so I think one of the one of the really fun stories uh, it, from the antebellum period is the is the whole um Bleeding Kansas episode and, and all the absolute f fucking crazy shit that went on in Kansas, yeah. and which really does tell you what what it's about. It's about even beyond the South wanting to protect slavery for it, for itself. It 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 wanted its fair share of the Louisiana Purchase as well. Yeah, and so and also the fact that 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 the seced that the seceded states. Did immediately confederated tells you that I mean it's only about states' rights to a certain yeah. degree, and and there was some kind of 
the same affliction as Jefferson is that oh yeah well we we, we don't really want to be individual states we're gonna we're gonna confederate and plus there's a, there's the angle of the, there's the, the fact that a lot of the a lot of the confederate states didn't join the confederacy until after basically it was obvious there was going to be a war so the war yeah. caused the secession to a degree <laughs> so, i mean it's it's a really complicated fucking thing um, but like I, I was going to, to your point, William, I think um, the whole th thing with the Kansas thing, it's really like a, a, a symptom of there being all this centralized power in the federal government, really, because mm. um, like it, it, to some certain degree, like a lot of those fight that fighting going on over the, the new territories that were becoming states wasn't so much actually about the institution of slavery within the state so much as it was about having another slave state that would be represented in Congress and Senate as a slave state, you know, right. and it would be it would be like a chip on the board or something. So really, that speaks to the fucking abundance of power in the federal system more so yeah. than actually the implementation of owning chattel slaves. Oh, yeah, no doubt. I mean, the whole thing was they they figured out, look, we're stuck as a permanent minority that's getting abused here as a state. And it's it's never going to turn around because they're losing these fights with regards to that those new territories and whether they can become slave states or not slave states or half and half and all other different crap. And once they figured out that, oh, the writing's on the wall, we're screwed. That's it. We might as well leave. That's it. It wasn't about saying that, well, if we're going to be able to survive at all, well, then we have to be able to have slaves for now to have yeah. any chance at all of competing. And yeah. if you don't, well, you're just gutting the entire uh, economic system they're built on. What are they going to do? So what what do you think would have happened if, let's say the extreme case, if only South, Car uh, if only South Carolina had uh, seceded? That would have been wiped out in a war real pronto. Yeah. Do you think that do you think yeah. that you think that would have provoked a war? Well, it just would have been um, military yeah. action. It wouldn't have been or you know, it would have been like a police action they'd call it. It wouldn't be called a war. It would just yeah. be like we're just gonna go quell an uprising in South Carolina. You know, yeah, it's it wouldn't like the be stuff a war. that happened in the sixties or the seventies or something like that, where they sent the National Guard in to make sure they could in Arkansas or, or the whiskey you know, rebellion, yeah. if you want to go to a more contemporary kind of yeah. thing. Yeah, well, yeah, they're about yeah, definitely earlier in time. Oh for yeah, sure. but a lot of people more may not even know than what the that 70s, is. I guess I'm just saying that people may not even know what <laughs> it is. Oh yeah, it's <laughs> true. People don't, but you know, you look at something like uh, you know that that whole in effect they they forced the war with yeah. the way they dealt with that whole Fort Sumter thing. It was yeah. just a load of crap. It's like yeah. it was obviously a typical kind of setup. That was what that was, and. Yeah, yeah, so that's just, the, the basically the the, the army were had were in a fort in I forget what the what the fort the original fort that they evacuated, but the, basically Fort Sumter's a fort in an island yeah. uh, off off the coast of whatever city it is in uh, Virginia slash Washington D.C. South Carolina. It, it, oh South right, Carolina. yeah, my bad, yeah, yeah. Uh, and mm -hmm. they they basically evacuated all the local troops out to the to this fort. Uh, after after South Carolina seceded, right? So uh, you're just staying in their territory with a military. It doesn't make yeah. any sense. That's that's not okay. I mean, how's that? How's that not provocation? It's ridiculous. Yeah. Yes. 
Yeah. But I mean, I. We have the documents, it, people. It's a false flag attack. <laughs> I can't help but think it was perhaps injudicious to bombard them rather yeah. than just sort of try. They fell for the trap. Them. Yeah, no, exactly, absolutely. Yeah. They fell for the trap. They should have just absolutely. They should have simply starved them out. They should have done kind of a Berlin Wall. It's yeah. very difficult to resupply. But yeah, they made a mistake there. Well, how can we even know if they made a mistake? For all we know, they've got people that are infiltrated into yeah. the uh, South Carolina people. It's all oh, we got to bomb them. They're just making sure that the thing's kicked off. I mean, there's yeah. a million ways stuff like that happens. Yeah, yeah. You tend to think think of it as the being one guy in charge of everything but nobody ever really is are they there's no. always no. i mean like we we covered the 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 boer war and that was really that was that was kicked off by the deep state if you like rather than the, the actual crown the crown didn't want to do that mm. it, yeah that one was, that war it, was crazy that was like one of the first don't wars. get us started weird yeah. terror they instituted and stuff it's yeah. so weird uh what's the there's that great movie they made about it too Zulu. Oh, well, Zulu that's, was not, a, that's not really about that but that's but it's a great was. one but the one with uh where they're get, they're executing the soldiers for the uh i, I haven't seen that. that that sounds good I need to, oh, that man, sounds like a movie I need yeah to it's see. right up our alley if i remember it during the podcast here yeah. i'll yeah. tell you but otherwise uh man it was so good so right. Good. Well, we need to watch. That. So, I mean, that this kind of informs our the the Boer War was what made the we, we have a concept called the Rhodes Pill, which our listeners uh, are very familiar acutely with, familiar with. Which is yes. the the literal inventor of globalism was Cecil Rhodes, and it kind oh, yeah. of this this all really came comes out of the the Boer War from a things happening event because he was one of the guys that that was that managed to make the Boer War happen, and for all his uh, wanting to expand the British Empire to the whole world, which he basically, ha we argue that he did. Yeah. It's just not called the British Empire anymore. It's still the same fucking empire. It's serving the same interests of international right. money and, and property and mining and whatnot. So, uh, but he, he demonstrated by his actions that he had no loyalty or love for the British Empire per se. It was just, it, it was... It was the concept of globalism that was his that was his baby, and we've got we're in Pride Month now. Happy Juneteenth, everybody! Oh yeah, oh yeah. The, so the guy who literally shaped the world we live in, the guy who invented it and put in place the systems to make sure that we lived under this new kind of slavery that we're that we're enjoying as we as we celebrate Juneteenth, where our children are are in government schools uh, for more time per day than they really need you know you only need one hour of education a day if you're a <laughs> child but the your child has to be in school longer to get so so to give time for it to be indoctrinated to be willing cannon fodder while the parents slave away in a munitions factory in order to make enough money to pay the interest to the bank on the house that they own <laughs> the bank that's financing both sides in the fucking war that's the system <laughs> and that's that that's where it is. Thank you, Cecil Rhodes. Right. By the way, a fucking faggot. So he's just going to say. <laughs> so, Not that there's anything wrong with it. Yeah. No, no. <laughs> that is great. Believe me. Mm -hmm. uh, he can but, tell you but, firsthand. <laughs> so, so this homo literally designed the world we live in, uh, uh, and here we are celebrating Juneteenth and Pride Month at the same time as slavery, the finishing touches are put, are put onto slavery 2.0, and we live <laughs> in a world designed by faggots.
<laughs> Clip that. <laughs> yes. Yes, we can. It's unapproved. That's unapproved. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Uh, I was going to kick. If you see who's a Rhodes Scholar, I think Clinton's yeah. a Rhodes Scholar. Rhodes, he yeah, is. He's yeah. Rhodes Scholars. Um, That's how like, you know oh, they're a bad oh, guy. It's <laughs> yeah, also, they're it's, a super villain. It's also suspicious. out in the open. The, the Rhodes, the Rhodes uh, Trust has a little, it's not an app, but it's a little web page. And you can just put in it, put in somebody's name and see if they're a Rhodes Scholar or not. It's a, right. a, a, Their aims and everything are totally out in the open. Right. It doesn't matter. I mean, the, the facts don't matter. The people are oblivious to it. They don't, they, they can't catch on. I mean, yeah, you can, you can say, they can say, well, you're a conspiracy theorist, but you, you're a conspiracy theorist for telling me something that's in a book published by Klaus Schwab. Yeah. Right. <laughs> which, Anyone who goes to his website. Yeah, and it's, it's on his website. It's a fucking white paper from this guy who is coordinating all the he wears a fucking weird elder scrolls robe let's yeah, not right. forget <laughs> <laughs> but it's got all jizz stains on the inside of it yeah <laughs> he cooms every he ta- time he, he talks like dr strange love <laughs> that's why he talks funny it's because he's cooming <laughs> yeah yeah uh uh, but yeah, dude. Um, but yeah, no, that's that's the thing too. Like, uh, you could almost, if you really wanted to go, and I like to, of course, believe me, go full tinfoil. You could argue that, um, you know, there, there's the whole for the phenomenon of the forty eighters uh, were like sort of a pivot, played a pivot, a pivotal role um, in the uh, <laughs> North winning, uh, North winning the Civil War. And um, for those uninitiated, we do have an episode on this, of course. But forty eighters were a group of German immigrants who uh, were seasoned combat veterans from uh, a failed coup they attempted in, uh, I believe, the Kingdom of Bavaria, William? Uh, somewhere in Germany, yeah. Yeah, somewhere in Germany. Maybe King of Pru- uh, the Kingdom of what Prussia, perhaps, Germany? something like that. But they, they had to leave Europe um, because of, A, their the fact that they were literally traitors to the state that they're from, and B, uh, because of their uh, far-left, avowedly communist uh, political um, leanings. And uh, they came to America, and, uh, you know, some of them earlier, but uh, some of them right in the thick of the tensions over slavery, and many of them were volunteers for the North. And one one might argue that um, that they were kind of pivotal in the, uh, the North's winning the war. Like I think I heard saw this statistic that over over eighteen percent of all of the northern army were German immigrants. Wow, that's fucking crazy. Wow. That's a lot. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but Kaiser wow. rolls are good. Yeah, they sure shit are. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, but no, uh, but but th- you can imagine, like you know, as far as like the American, you mentioned before um, that uh, that most of the Northerners who fought on the side of the Union were just conscripts, um, and they had to be sort of like lured into the uh, prospect of even fighting the war on a nationalist sort of um, a nationalist sort of message or whatever, because you got to also weigh the fact that um, that like. They, on some level, know that if slavery is abolished, there's going to be this is just more competition in the work, uh, the uh, work, uh, 
competition force yeah. competition for them to to inject all these fucking uh, slaves into the economy. Uh, so they would have to be, you know, basically, let's say, tricked and conscripted to go fight this war. They're sure as shit not going to put their necks on the line for a bunch of slaves who are just going to take their jaw, take their gerbs. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that, that whole the whole thing of slavery kind of undermines the legitimacy of of the rights, any rights that the southern states claim for themselves anyway, because you can't. You can't claim any kind of liberty or rights in a slave system because it's really just might makes right. It's, it, it's I mean, it, it's redundant to say so, but I, I feel we may well get called the sort of names that, you know, that we might, some people might think we're racist or something. But like, it, even if you are racist, slavery is still fucking shit. It's, right. it's the worst thing. Yeah. You, it's like you. I'd probably rather kill myself than be an actual slave. And I do bandy the word slavery about in the, the way we live our lives today and the, the system we're under. But it, it, it's not it's not fucking uh, chains and whip slavery yet, just yet. Right. Uh, and and the fact that the, the slavery that exists in the modern era does undermine the fucking right of the state to exist. So fuck it. I'm not even contradicting myself. <laughs> yeah, the thing about the slavery, there's such a huge array of slavery throughout history yeah so, that's true you it was know the you've norm. got yeah, slaves sure. back in rome and greece yeah. at least we're told biblical about. times these were these yeah. were like uh i'm not gonna say they're respectable people but there's lots of like very well-known historical figures that were slaves or and they yeah. became free and all this other stuff you know the type of slavery that existed uh here in the united states was it was some of the some some of the kind of really bad slavery. Yes. Um, well, this, and we there's actually, other slavery that wasn't nearly as bad throughout the world, and and I'm sure that the treatment of different slaves in the United States itself varied from place to place. Oh yeah. And the the yeah. conditions of workers sucked as well. It's it's not to minimize the idea of being held as a slave. Obviously. I'm a I'm an anarchist. I'm I'm a yeah. full libertarian. I'm I'm not in favor of anybody being a slave of any sort to anybody. I'm all Absolutely. about consent. And I just say that it's difficult to generalize about something like so-called slavery in the South. And there's all sorts of academic works that show that the workers in the North actually had it worse than the average worker who was a slave in the South. Yeah. But you can't really argue the point and say, well, therefore it was better to be a slave. I'm just saying it's- no, that's like a, that's like a gay utilitarian argument, isn't it? Yeah. It sucks. Right, it's just, you know, nobody wants to be a slave and maybe it'd be better to have a lower economic circumstance and not be a slave then it would be have a little bit more stuff and be a slave I absolutely it's, the, it's the same argument as uh, as like oh well like my opposition to all the these covid lockdowns and 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 shit is even if the thing was as bad as we were psyched right. into believing it was going to be and people turned into zombies and fell down spewing up <laughs> in the street and choked on their own blood it's, you still got no right to tell me I can't fucking go outside and, and associate right. with whoever I wish. I don't right. care. Right. You've got no fucking right. Right. I said it from the beginning. I, yeah. I, I didn't understand how anybody could be okay with this. I said I couldn't even believe that so many people were okay with it. For me, in the United States, I said if, if there were 50 million people dead, 
at least I would be able to understand why so many people were okay with it. I still wouldn't be okay with it, but at least I'd be able to understand the mindset of people who were really scared because we have tens of millions of people dead. Okay, I get yeah. it. Now maybe you want a little bit of government crap. Okay, but prior to that, no way. With just this faked up numbers, no way. And it's the same thing with slavery. I mean, all every kind of race has been held as a slave. Yeah. Every kind of race has been, it's not... Slavery is not a racist issue. Every kind of race has been held as a slave. Now, when you talk about the United States, it was really only black people for the most part. I agree, it was, but and I, I don't support I, it. I've just, I've just had a, a, a absolute brainstorm here. You know, we, we we just covered in a recent episode that um, the IMF is stealing all Italy's gold, yes. two thousand four hundred tons of it. <laughs> because because they owe it to the ECB, but the ECB being bankrupt, the IMF's just going to have it anyway because yes. it it would just go into a massive hole of debt if it went into the ECB. So the I, was, uh, archaic relic. I didn't think anybody traded in gold, huh? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so it, so we, we could we could they should have just said that we're taking Italy's gold as reparations. There you go. The slavery during the during <laughs> the Roman go. Empire. Yeah, good and good luck. You know, and they're doing it in June. They're doing it for Juneteenth. For Juneteenth, we're taking all Italy's gold and giving it to Africa, which is what, which is what they pretend they're doing with it. Sure. Well, well no, they're, they're going to use some of that paper. money for Africa. They're going to use gonna it issue to issue fucking fiat money for Africa. Yeah, and the, they're going to the, make. The they're going to build. Just... They're going to build legacy media. They're going to build yeah. fucking cell phone towers, so all their brains are fried and fucking. Bra their kids are raped and brainwashed, and they're laughing <laughs> about it. <laughs> and uh, a portion yeah. of all proceeds goes towards Africa, just like uh, when you buy a product and they give a portion. Point zero one percent goes to. This fantastic yep. cause. Yeah. <laughs> no, give us your gold and we'll give it to Africa. Well, no, no money that's backed by gold is going to Africa. Pull pull the other one. That's fucking bullshit. The of money the, the whole like the whole sort of globalist system uh, and all these big foundations and banking families, and whatnot, all they've been doing since the turn of the twentieth century is aggregating all the gold in one place in fucking Switzerland. and, uh, and that's they're just gonna I bet it's I bet it's kept in the same building as the it, it'll be kept in the same fucking vault as all the other Bank of International Settlements fucking right yeah right next to the the Ark of the Covenant and the Gray Alien Corpse and uh... there you go hey, did you ever read a book called Yamamoto's Gold No no it's a facet it's really you guys are history guys you'd really like it it's about the gold that was basically taken out of Japan and China and put into the Philippines and the race for it. And I'd never even heard of all of it, but it was oh, yeah, I do know fascinating. About that. Oh man, it's a great book. Oh, and that sounds right it, in my alley. They, yeah, oh, you'd love it. And you know, and it's it's all about the central bankers. And I don't know if you guys yeah, remember yeah, yeah, the yeah. story from about Oh, I don't know. Now it's like eight, ten years ago where they caught these bonds being transferred from Italy into Switzerland. They caught them at the border, allegedly. Yeah, right. Yeah. Remember that? And it was it was like a hundred and thirty-four billion dollars in bonds. Yeah. And they were billion dollar bonds from the 1930s. Well, yes, because this was this was money that this was gold that Chiang Kai-shek was smuggling out right. of China, wasn't it? 
and it was all tied up with these bonds. And, and I remember when the story came out, I'd already read the book and I, and I saw this story about these, these so-called um, counterfeit bonds that they sent the treasury department over to check out. Well, you don't need to send the treasury department to check out billion dollar bonds from the yeah. 1930s because they don't exist. It's like, that's not something that was ever officially issued. So why would you need to send someone to go check something that never could be legitimate. It doesn't well, make sense. Yeah, Chiang Kai-shek was fucking glow in the dark. He started off the the CIA's heroin business. Mm -hmm. Well, there you go. It's going, always it's always the same stuff. These dark agencies yeah. screwing around. Anyway, it's an interesting book. I think your people might like it. Uh, you guys definitely might like it. And I remember the name of the movie. It's Breaker Moran. Right. That's a great Breaker great Moran. Movie. Okay. Breaker Moran. You guys would love that movie that if you down. like the Boer War. That's a fantastic movie. I think it's from the seventies or the early eighties or something. Yeah, I mean, I, as a as a dreary Brit, I was uh the the Boer War's never mentioned in right. to school children here. And I think that there's something in that because I think it is one of the most important wars. Everyone everyone the sort of popular consciousness is well, I yeah, thought this... it was a completely different uh thing but when i when i first started looking into it yeah yeah it, it's like it it's kept on the down low for sure i mean they should be they don't want you looking up they, cecil rose's they'd be name. talking about it because it's the good <laughs> it's the good old blighty going in and fighting the nasty racists right there who were go. german as well but even oh, got, it, there you, you go. know but it's like no we don't we just don't talk about it we'll, we'll talk about the battle of rock's drift and make a fancy movie about that. That wasn't even that was part of the Zulu Wars, so that mm -hmm. which were also unauthorized by the Crown, by the way. That was just wow. the the generals on the ground made that happen because they they wanted to aggrandize themselves. And I mean, there was a lot of fucking money. And this is why I say that Africa. They're not sending any gold to Africa. Africa is for taking gold out of, not yeah. putting gold into. <laughs> taking all their resources out. Yeah, That's yeah. the whole thing. It's that, the idea that place is ever going to be allowed to get off the ground is ridiculous. It's, it's never, ever, 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 ever going to be allowed to get off the ground ever. It's heartbreaking, no isn't it? I, I think yeah. I, I, I'm going to slightly disagree with you. I think what they're going to do is they're going to lower. Our or the so-called first world's life, uh, or sorry, um, uh, standard, of living. standard of living down, and they're going to raise mm -hmm. theirs slightly up. We'll meet somewhere in the third world middle. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think we're going to be able to get down that low, and they got too many people there. They got, I mean, they well, they make not after the vaccine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, we'll see. I mean, they're run from that. They know about Doctors Without Borders and stuff. Yeah, they they yeah. run to the woods, man. They they haul when they see those guys coming. They know that they're they're bringing a poison jab. They've been screwing those people in yeah. that continent forever. And uh, here's, a, here's a, a talk about another group of screwed up people, uh, people who are always getting screwed over. There was a, I, I saw a story that the Palestinian authorities rejected a load of vaccines that's been donated by the you know who's. <laughs> Good for them. <laughs> Good for them. Smart guys. <laughs> uh, uh, apparently, on the on the pretext that they're they're short dated, mm. but I wonder if it's actually because they're based and they and they know what's what. Yeah, I, that's, that's the reason on that. paper. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, you got to have a plausible reason, otherwise you get even more grief. But you could, I mean, yeah. they're literally being fucking bombed on the reg anyway. Right. So I mean, right? Yeah, I mean, it's well. But I mean, you got to think they're not allowed to talk about. You know, you got to think those <laughs> those the the palace the, the Palestinian authorities got to have 
a lot of fucking collaborators and spooks in it anyway, isn't it? I mean, oh my god! Can yeah. you imagine? It's slow. I mean, they can be they can go home for the weekend. Oh yeah, I mean it's. <laughs> The amount of infiltration that's occurred, I, I I still maintain that really you get beyond like literally people you kind of grew up with or have known for a long, long time. Yeah. And you're, the likelihood if you're doing something that's infiltrated is just so high. I mean, it's just so incredibly high. They have so yeah. many people. It doesn't mean that they're career agents. It means that they're confidential informants then they're yeah. on the payroll that's, shout that's out to right. our telegram chat by the way yeah there you go <laughs> we all know who we're talking about yeah. <laughs> everyone in there knows who we're talking about <laughs> yes and i don't even worry about it because the reality yeah. is a small fish what do i care they know everything i do i don't yeah. post any threat i think shows like y'all shows like mine they act as uh, pressure relief valves. The the powers of be are happy to have them. It, yeah. it provides an illusion that you can actually speak up and do stuff. Sure, you can until you get too much traction, and then mm, maybe you get a you know you get a call, or you get a a meeting with yeah, somebody. You end up having have Mike so Baker traction. as a guest on your show. <laughs> <laughs> Looking at you, yeah. uh, Rogaine. <laughs> yeah, I mean you you just. You know, this is the world we live in, and you just have to accept it that this is the world we live in. And you know, you we can we can make light of it, and we can try to enjoy ourselves, and you can try to you know wake some people up to it. But yeah. ultimately, you have to learn that this is the world we live in, and unless we can get a whole lot of people on our side, this is the world we're stuck in, yeah. and we got to make the best of it. That's it. So I, I have something. I know you, you have a take on on Bitcoin, which is that it's a trap. I trap. Uh, I don't know. I mean, I think it's. I remember looking at it years ago, and I kicked myself. But I remember looking at it. It was. It was less than twenty five bucks when. Yeah, a buddy I remember of mine, that too. A, yeah, <laughs> a big time. He's a big time, uh, like finance guy. I mean, big time. Had been in Singapore and everything else, and he just master researcher. And it was very clear. This is a dark agency op, and mostly yeah. designed to honeypot drug dealers and things like that. And. And that's where all its value really kind of built for many, many, many years. And, you know, who knows if it's become, quote, more normal or not. But, you know, they don't make any secret about the fact that they want a single digital currency to run the world. And yeah. the reason I don't believe these private things like Bitcoin can ever, ever crack the uh, system mm. is because <laughs> the system, that's everything. If, if yeah. you think that you can just write code and somehow you're going to beat all the dark agencies, the militaries, all these governments, all these super rich people with that. Um, that's not going to happen. They will, they will kill everybody and they will die themselves before they give yeah. up power. And yeah. that's I, just the way they think. I, I, I have to sort of, I mean, I don't even bother saying anything to them usually, but like I, I've been on a couple of protests and things, uh, just to show my, not that I think it's going to do anything. It's just to show, to give myself an outlet to vent my absolute fucking disgust. But that uh, you get people arguing with policemen saying, no, you can't do this. You can't do that. And I, like, sometimes I'll just take them aside. And say, they can do whatever they want. They've got nuclear right. submarines. <laughs> right. And that's the whole thing. It's like, how many things have to happen right in people's faces yeah. for them to catch on that, 
whatever the words say that they're not allowed to do, they just ignore that. And then they'll have a blue ribbon commission later come in and see how we're going to make sure this never happens again and blah, blah. Well, the harm's already done. And, and the next time it's not going to happen in that way. They'll just do it in a slightly different way. It's the world runs on this violence and yeah. they're not going to allow blockchain technology. You know, it's not yeah. going to bring it down. It's well, not. I, I have a personal anecdote. I wish I'd video this happening because it would have gone super duper viral. But I was a, a, like a, a peaceful assembly. It's not even a protest. It's just like people on a Sunday morning while we weren't allowed to get together, people <laughs> would just meet in the park. Uh, and it was like a movement across the UK. It was called the stand in the park. And I was at one of those. And uh, the, uh, to a, a pair of police well the filth turned up and started <laughs> saying look what you're doing here is not illegal but please don't cause us an obstruction so basically trying to be mr nice guy and so i so, so i i started giving him a bit of shit uh and uh it got to the point where this sort of mid-20s obese policeman says uh, well look you know the laws have been passed. If we don't enforce the laws, who's going to do? And I said, well, that, that, there you have exactly my Bingo. point. As a civilian <laughs> police force, you, you've got the right, nay, duty to refuse to enforce laws that you that you think are immoral. And let me ask you this. Is it, it, the, the United Kingdom Parliament, under the doctrine of parliamentary supremacy, the parliament can pass a law that says that everybody has to murder their eldest child, Right. If that law was passed, would you would you enforce it? And while he was still thinking about it, his partner said, "Yeah, I suppose we would." So I said, "Well, that's <laughs> oh why we God. don't like. That's why we don't like you. Fuck off!" Wow. <laughs> they, they just left. <laughs> wow. I know it's amazing, isn't it? I was I, like, "Wow." I mean, I've tried I've it seen some brainwashed people, but that's yeah. pretty shocking. I mean, yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, I I I, tr I tried it on other policemen who I were videoing, and and uh, they've just gone. Look, I'm not going to get into a philosophical debate with you, mate. Have you got a license <laughs> for just, that phone? <laughs> yeah, you got a license for that fucking opinion. <laughs> right. Wow. But there's a lot. The total lack of critical thinking. So you know, like if King Herod becomes prime minister, we're, we're all screwed. <laughs> Yeah. Yes. Yeah. You're gonna uh, have I, to get floating down a river. Two, that was straight <laughs> off the top of my head as well. I didn't have it prepared, but I've got it in the fucking holster now. I tell you. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> to to your point, I we were talking we were talking on the bonus episode um, that uh, I've in in recent uh, times I've uh, applied for my uh, concealed carry license, and part of the process is you have to give uh, uh, a copy of your fingerprints down to the local police, and I thought to myself. My schizo brain goes, oh, great. Now they can frame me for a murder I didn't do. And yeah. William quickly reminded me, though, oh, they're just going to if if they wanted to frame me for a murder, they could just frame me for a murder. Now they take they you in, take your fingerprints and then say, OK, look, we got his fingerprints. They were on the gun. <laughs> <laughs> I, always, I always wonder, you know, this this any of this digital evidence that they allow in it's just i don't know how any digital evidence should be able to come in because it's all manipulated yeah. you can manipulate any of it and 
there's so many problems with evidence that comes in. But yeah, if they if they want you, this is why it always cracks me up. People, oh, you better be careful if you do. So. I, I don't, why do I need to be careful? I don't do anything illegal. And if they want to get me, they're just going to make something up. It, yeah. There's no protection against it. They'll just make it up. It's all oh, like, oh, I found X, Y, and Z on my computer. It's like, dude, I didn't put that on my computer. Oh, well, the FBI says you did. Oh, you know, how the hell am I going to prove they didn't? Yeah, I can't. Yeah. It's your word against the FBI's. It's your word against an institution that was started by a cross-dressing (laughs) fucking murderer. They take your your computer into their custody and analyze it. Now, a computer is infinitely... Emphasis on on all. It's fungible, the word. (laughs) Well, they can just beam it in. They can just beam in the thing from the street and put it on my computer, and then they can just say it was on there, and I downloaded and this X, Y, and Z, and blah, blah, blah. And Microsoft 10, that thing... It, it records all your keystrokes and they can actually tell at least allegedly who it is that's typing just from the speed and method and ways you type. They can identify whether or not it's you typing oh, they, or not. They can say they can do it. So yeah. that's, that's, what that's what I'm saying. Whether that, well, that's what I'm saying. Whether they can or not, doesn't matter. They tell you they can do this. And so when you, you know, you get a guy on the stand, well, you know, officer tells, oh, I'm special agent, blah, 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 25 years in the FBI. Oh, do you know the defendant? No, I don't. Okay. So you don't have any reason to tell us any lie. No, oh, you don't have any against him. Oh, no. Oh, but he did X, Y, and Z. Well, how the hell are you going to defend that? You yep. can't. The average yeah. person thinks this person is a dependable, honest, patriotic blood. If he's a crook, how the hell are you going to know? You can't. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so you can't defend yourself. If the government decides to come after you, it's over. Yeah. That's it. It's over. Yeah. <laughs> You're going to lose. Me, show me the man. I'll show you the crime. Exactly. That's all it is. It's, 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 that's all it is. And no matter how many times people are told things like that from so-called dictators, et cetera, it doesn't matter. They still keep going back to these ideas of freedom and liberty and rights and justice. It's just, it's just idiotic. It's, the evidence is all around us. Yeah. Well, you well, need those concepts, really, in order to be able to justify the monopoly of the violence, because that absolutely. way you you could say you could decorate your fucking authoritarian regime with all these nice words like liberty, <laughs> and fucking, you. yeah, <laughs> all that stuff, <laughs> safety from what? <laughs> yeah. So I, I, I was um, I, I the British Constitution, so, so such as it is. It's basically a collection of traditions and common usages, uh, and that's what the, our sort of uh, what we what people like to call rights are just guaranteed by the fact that they've never been before uh, broken. Before broken, yeah. But like this whole lockdown thing just shows you that we never had any rights, because, and nobody ever had any rights, yeah, right. re- enforceable rights. Because if they did it this year, they could have done it whenever they wanted. And they right. can do it whenever they want. Again, it's going to be real easy next time. Oh, like- oh yeah, especially in the states because they're they're cleaning it all up. They're they're writing new laws under the guise of helping and protecting. And all they're doing is codifying exactly how they can do it next time. That's all yeah. they're doing. And is you, the idea that you have protections against the government when the government's the one that sits in judgment of whether the government's violating what the government's supposed to do. It, it's a it's a hopelessly absurd situation. It's like but- having your ex wife be the judge in distributing the property from the marriage. It's like, well, that yeah. doesn't, how's that going to work? I mean, she's going to give herself, oh, no, no, no. So she checks and balances. She's got a set of rules she'll follow. She'll make sure she doesn't, oh, she, I don't trust that. Yeah. You don't have a say in it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's like this, this whole thing, it, there's the well-known idea that, you know, beating your wife, if you've, once you've done it once, you're definitely going to do it again. And that, that, that's the, the unspoken thing is that, 
because it feels so good. <laughs> <laughs> now, imagine how good this uh, lockdown felt to the oh, fucking yeah. beady-eyed little cunts who run the world. Right. What a flex. A buddy of mine used yeah. to call. He they said, man, they're really flexing. You look around, it's like the whole world. It's not yeah. like, well, just some weird country somewhere did it. It's like, dude, everywhere's locked down. You're like, yeah. You're yeah. billions of people trapped. They're not allowed to leave. And then all these order followers everywhere. It's just, it was an amazing thing to observe. And they haven't even had to shoot anybody. No, this yeah. is a, that's how brainwashed and prepped the people were. Psychological warfare. Yeah. Yeah. I was I was talking to someone. I'm not going to say who the other day about it. um, And this person said, um, you know, uh, and I was talking about how uh, about how, um, you know, uh, the the whole thing's a scam. You know, it's, you know, even even in the small brain conspiracy, you know, it's it's just, you know, a big scam to sell pharmaceuticals that are untested and all this other stuff. And uh, this person said to me. You know, Scott, it, you know, it's not all about America. You know, the whole world had COVID and it's like and it's like, yeah, but you failed. To, if, but the fit you failed to understand that the entire world backs its currency with our currency. So at the end of the day, our economy is intrinsic to the inner workings of every single country in the world, save three that are, by the way, the worst evil, most regimes ever, right. by the way, yeah. uh, and are right, everyone's yeah. fucking uh, whipping boy when it comes to bad, naughty stuff. The the entire this is a the. That's why they that that's why they persist with the sort of um, fakery of nations. It's like in 1984, you know, we've always been at war with Eurasia and all that shit. It's, right. it's really just a, it's re, it really is a one world government already, uh, effectively. In that every government is working for the interests of working for the interests of the same money interests. Right. And, and you, you're the whole all this oh big bad scary China thing. China, China's <laughs> China's hundred percent in in on it as well. It was their their capitalist economy was started off by the fucking Rockefellers. Yeah. So and it, Nixon. It, oh, and yeah. fucking King Spook himself, George H. W. Bush. As like this is this is like the 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 finishing touch to the to our Rhodes pill idea is that you know the British Empire is still the you know the American Empire is the same empire as the British Empire was, and when it's the Chinese Empire, it's still going to be the same empire. It makes no difference. It's just globo homo, uh, 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 and so, but they keep us imagining that we're living in different, uh, under different regimes, yeah. because because they have to, you know, they have to keep the arms industry going and get our children to pick up rifles every now and again and go and stand on landmines and shit, because you know that they don't want the shareholders to lose. My my mother is was a widow. She's now married again, and her. When they bailed out the banks, I was like, Jesus Christ, you know, why can't they just let them fail? It seems obvious that that, that would be a massive win for everybody. And, and he says, yeah, but what about the shareholders? I'm like, fuck the shareholders. <laughs> I mean, he's a commie as well. Yeah. <laughs> but he's just basically, it, they watch the news every day, the BBC every day, and just think what they're, they're told to think. I'm like, he's, what about the shareholders was a genuine thing. I mean, I mean, I think the only nation that the the only sort of decent sized power that I think might not be totally enmeshed in it is is maybe Russia. I don't yeah. know. 
I have my questions about Putin. I agree. Yeah. I, I mean, I think he's obviously he's KGB and all the other stuff. Yeah. I get a kick out of him. I really like the guy. Yeah, me I just, too. I just really like what him. What a man. One of the things I love about him is the way he walks around with that super KGB walk, super exaggerated, yeah, one yeah. arm yeah. swinging, and the other one dead still. It's just so great the way he puts that in everybody's face. I just, yeah. I like the guy. And yeah. he is, he is, uh, I mean, obviously he's super rich, the, uh, the kind of scuttle buddies like the richest dude in Europe and nobody knows about it kind of only he, down he's low. kind of, of he's not the richest but you know he is rich I mean what kind of I mean, he does all right what, <laughs> yeah, he does, I'm sure. <laughs> well he's got the biggest car in his block yeah <laughs> but, but what kind of regime is Russia because I don't think it's quite as sort of gangsterized. I don't think it, you can literally fathom it unless you're Russian. There's some yeah. sort of like like some sort of synapses in your brain that we all lack <laughs> lack that unless you're yeah. actually a Russian like and born there I, and I, drink the water something about the water maybe. <laughs> I, I'm trying. I've I've been trying to sort of look for evidence that, or look or to get the feeling that he's part of globo homo but i i, I can't I, I can't shake the idea that he's genuinely some kind of oh, oops, russian nationalist yeah and, and it's it, really he, i see stuff all the time where i think oh, okay there's some evidence i can't think of one right now I say, okay he's definitely in on it and then i'll see another thing he's like eh, he's kind of problematic to him and i go back and forth i i tend to think he's kind of generally in on it but trying to really get a better deal for, a, sure. for himself yeah, maybe. And their, he's their what trump just, said he was going to be yeah it just <laughs> applies a lot of pressure and you know i just i like a lot of the positions he takes i love the way he talks to uh people in the press he's just so yeah. honest i i wish yeah. i spoke russian one of my really good friends has a wife and she speaks russian so whenever i see Based. these crazy things that uh they say Putin said we always run a buyer and says, Oh yeah, that's what he says. Cause like, oh, I love this dude. <laughs> I, just, I love this dude. Yeah. <laughs> it's just I wish we had more people who spoke like that. All the you know, the politicians in our country in America, they suck so bad that they, they're just such a bunch of milk toast bullshit. And I would really love to have a guy who spoke like Putin yeah. um, and I don't vote because it's a complete waste of time. This is the kind of thing I might actually register to vote or at least support or laugh of the guy if he yeah. did it, because I think, I think you'd get a lot of support if you just, just stop with all the, the, the bullshitting and just say what's on a lot of people's minds, just yeah. say it and you'll get a lot of support. Hmm. Yeah. I mean, he, there's definitely uh, it's not on board with the free movement of people that's for sure it's 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 virtually impossible to emigrate to russia yeah he's not on board with the kalergi plan at all no, no chance <laughs> he's not going to allow that stuff nope. in there and he has you know yeah those things where he tries to get the the russians to to procreate and all this other stuff i mean he's He's trying to save whatever they can salvage, yeah, which is not, it's an uphill fucking battle. I tell you that it's really much. difficult. Yeah, I mean, this it's is really difficult. I, I, the place was so gutted uh, during the Soviet Union deal. I mean, yeah. their entire culture was just wrecked and uh, just taken. It's apart. a real Faustian bargain they took with that fucking yeah. socialism shit. Like, yeah. like on one hand, <clears throat> on one hand, like it, if 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 the fucking you know, it's a th it's funny because like. If the fucking uh, fundamentals were good, they're not. We all know this. It's, that socialism <laughs> yeah. always fails. But if it were, it kind of did on paper give people a sort of purpose that 
at least like our brand of of liberalism, I guess we'll say, we'll call what the West is, is it lacks. There's like we certainly lack a fucking spirit. You know, right. uh, we're all hyper fucking what's the word um, atomized uh, individuals, which just leads us to be really miserable. And one upside of the, uh, you know, of the fucking the motherland, the motherland. Yeah. The whole, <laughs> right. you know, the whole Russian mystique is that we're a people, you know what I mean? And, you know, we've had our fucking time where we've been shit. But, you know. I don't know. You got Putin there, and he seems to sort of embody that rebel spirit. You know, I just love that dude. Yeah. I guess I really, really like cool. him. I like yeah. the way he walks around bare chested and does judo and yeah. rides a horse. Yeah. <laughs> you know, he'll kill you. You know, yeah. he'll kill you. Yeah. It's not. It's not like Biden. He's joking around some hey, man. ridiculous Viagra patient. <laughs> yeah. I mean, he's Putin will kill you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I like it. But, but um, I can remember when he you see this this is one thing that really makes me come down on the side of he's not on board with the with globo homo and he's he's using it to his own ends but is loyal to russia is that you know the the way it was covered when he extended his basically made himself president for life yeah the way that was covered in the west was that he's stealing he's stealing russia away but yeah, he was stealing it from the CIA. Yeah, right. It's what he was and he's doing. super popular in Russia. Yeah. He's popular there. I don't get I like him. Like yeah, but yeah. I mean <laughs> looking at it from 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 now, looking back at him doing it, he he's probably saved Russia by doing that. Right. Because they would have had a CIA guy in there by now. And I don't remember all I, the losers that, that came before Putin, all those losers, yeah. they were all just CIA puppet loser yeah. kind of guys, man. Yeah. And then Putin came in there and started kicking ass. And it's like, oh, now Russia's a big threat. Oh, okay. The way they treat them in this country is it's like they're still a communist country. Why are they our enemy? I don't get yeah. it. They're, they have elections just like we do. I don't understand. They're, they're on the other side of the world. Why are they supposedly an enemy of us? There's, they don't do anything that's that's something that an enemy does it's just it's just a made-up thing and that's more towards your point that he's an enemy of the cia yes and so he's there for our enemy he doesn't yeah. do anything at all to threaten us nothing no. i mean the whole the whole when you see the provocations that are uh, right that, uh, that are heaped on <laughs> russia that like the it this has happened a few years ago it just clicked in my mind reading some news report about them flying over fucking St. Petersburg or something. And, and it just clicks my mind. Oh, wait, the entire NATO policy is based on them being 100% certain that Russia has no bad intent towards the NATO countries. Because if Russia had any bad intent, it would act Yeah, under this <laughs> kind of provocation. But right. it clearly has no intent, and they know it has no bad intent, or they wouldn't dare do what they do. Right. Yeah. Right. There's just, they're not, it's just uh, everything about it makes no sense until you just add that piece that, oh, that he, he doesn't really like the way the CIA operates and wants him out of his country. He kicked all those. He Soros should know. He's a fucking out of spy. His country. Yeah. You know, he doesn't allow those color revolution crap in there. Yeah. He kicked that dude out. He knows what's he knows going how, on. He knows how to deal with school shooters as well, doesn't he? Right. You know, that, 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 those, how, about uh, those, how about those guys that took those hostages in that theater that he's, he spent like the, whatever, the Spetska in there and they just 
instantly killed him. Yeah, they lost they lost a couple of hostages, but they sent a message. You don't come yeah, in yeah, here don't and pull do that, that crap. We'll kill you. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like I, negotiating with kidnappers. Like you're just going to create a spate of more kidnappings because it clearly it's a system that works. Those, right. Those Chechen guys shot up a school and they killed them and then they they buried them inside pigs' bodies. <laughs> <laughs> right. They make sure that they send a message. They don't mess yeah. around. Yeah. Yeah. Did you guys yeah, see like that uh guys. that video of um of the Russian soldiers raiding the cam oh. girl place? Dude, <laughs> oh my fucking god. That was so fucking awesome. Do yourself a favor, listeners. Go Google, uh, I don't know what you would search. I guess Russian military raids cam girl house, but yeah. <laughs> very it's like fucking the funny. Ad, remember the ad they ran that they pulled it up to make fun of the new U.S. policy with the kind of trans this or that. Yeah. And they showed the, the Russian guys training and then they showed the uh, most recent ad from the United States uh, military yeah. about the how two moms, two mommies. Yeah. And, so <laughs> and it's a what cartoon. It looks like some kind of fucking car, like some kind of Disney cartoon too, which by the way, just speaks to the fucking infantilization of the people who are the age of military service. Now, right. by the way, they have to be, you know, so when I was a kid, it was fucking uh, Keith David saying, uh, accelerate your life and God smack, <laughs> God smack fucking, uh, Can, <laughs> I was like, I should join the fucking Navy. (laughs) Imagine being the lucky guy who got to show that CIA recruitment video to Putin. Boy, you're going to love this. (laughs) (laughs) You're going to want to take your shit off for this one. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. He's the Bert Kreischer of uh, of dictators. Yeah. (laughs) Perfect. Ah, shit. Um, before we get out of here, I did want to yeah. ask your legal advice here. This is something that's been I've been not legal advice per se, but your legal opinion, I should say. Yeah. Um, I I've heard a lot of um a lot of talk um in the autistic libertarian circles I've swam in for the better part of uh t- two decades, um, uh that that there's a big to do about forensic science or forensic research in terms of it being like really unreliable and biased against one party or another. Do you have a take on this? You know, I don't know if that's something I would really speak to. Well, a buddy of mine who's uh, known forever, he's a lawyer and a forensic accountant, and he does a lot of forensic kind of work. He's never mentioned anything to me about that being biased. Um, There's a lot of, obviously a lot of wiggle room in that area, a lot of wiggle room in that area. And whenever there's wiggle room, well, you got an opportunity for mischief. And so (laughs) I, it's not something I've looked into very closely. And so I I don't like to speak about something if I haven't really looked into it enough to feel comfortable. To my understanding Uh, though, if you can answer this, um, the term forensics in specifically, it relates more so to the act of adjudicating a case rather than the actual research involved. Like it's more like about the actual legal aspect of it rather than the, you know, the actual scientific, you know, an investigation. My impression of forensics is that it applies to a an attempt to reconstruct 
okay. what actually happened. And it doesn't matter if it's an accounting reconstruction. It doesn't matter if it's some other kind of forensic work, whether or not it's on a body or on a cadaver kind of mm -hmm. thing. You're attempting to go back and using certain accepted principles in whatever area you're working in to reconstruct most likely what went on. Okay. And that's definitely what they do financial forensic work. You yeah. go back and you dig through stuff and you try to find these these sort of internet trails and computer trails and financial trails that show it went from here to here to here and therefore this person is is probably involved because it mm. went through their thing and it was a password protected and, and you you reconstruct it and such you set it up such that it's like well there's the evidence obviously what they're saying isn't true because this other stuff couldn't exist if it if it was true sure. that's kind of what they do with forensics sure but I, I would imagine like all legal tools it's basically just there i mean it, yeah, I mean, you've got guys on both sides. Want, You'll have two forensic yeah. experts and they'll disagree. I mean, yeah. it's sure. always the same. Whoever you're paying, they're going to not surprisingly come up with an opinion that uh, supports <laughs> the side yeah. that's paying them. And that's so, why you have things like uh, you have a testifying expert and you have other experts that you don't actually designate. And if they're not designated, it's a lot of times it's because they went, they did something, they found out something and it doesn't really help you. So now you've tied them up, but they're not going to testify. Yeah. So before before we get out of here, I got yeah. I, earlier on when I started talking about Bitcoin, it uh -huh. was because I wanted to run this past you. So clearly, gold. It'd be great if money was backed by gold, but it isn't, and it's been shown in recent history, fairly recent history, that they'll just confiscate your gold anyway. So you got to right. basically. The, the only gold you really got is gold that you can defend. And gold uh, that you lost in a boating accident. Yes, a lot of boating yeah. accidents in the States. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, but obviously anything, you, you can't view stocks or any, any, any sort of fiat currency-based investment as a, as a safe store of wealth. So I, I, it kind of dawns on me... Uh, that the same applies. You, you see that land is being bought up like it's going out of fashion at the moment. And that's obviously, in theory, a safe investment. But the same thing, that can also be confiscated. So right. really the only thing you can invest in is land that you can defend. Yeah, I was going to say, right. so if, you could, if you're willing to stick your neck out on there, it's fairly yeah. difficult to confiscate it. <laughs> At least yeah, without they publicity. They confiscated <laughs> fucking uh, Mount Carmel. Yeah. No, I know. I said without... Uh, publicity, yeah. of course. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I, 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 geez, I bet they could they could do Waco now and not it not get it not make the news. Yeah, because it happens a lot. The siege, anyway, the siege you can't see. The problem is the reason it made such a big news. One, the fire, of course, that's impossible. Of course. It's just, there was such a long siege. Yeah, you can't have military equipment uh, set up around some place anywhere in the United States like that, especially in that area. It was. That's not an empty place in the middle of nowhere. I mean, yeah. people don't know where Waco is, but it's there's a lot of people that live in that area. You can't just have these tanks and all sorts Word of crap. They're going to get caught. Yeah, it's going to get out. That's all. Yeah. So, so what's the question about Bitcoin? You think it was whether or not it's it's so, something uh, you can it, hold? It, it. Well, it wasn't really about Bitcoin. It was is defensible land the only? I, I don't think safe there's anything investment. you can do. There's no. I don't, there's nothing to me. 
that's why I say, look, if you guys can, if someone can make money in Bitcoin, make money in Bitcoin. Yeah, sure. They can change the rules whenever they want. You can make money in all sorts of stuff. You don't, it doesn't have to have real value. You yeah. can make money in tulip bulbs if you got out the right time. You can make money in anything. And, you know, land, yeah, it's, it's great. I like land. I like the concept of owning land. But again, you don't even actually get to own it. I mean, they tax your ass. They can just take it away with taxes. They can just jack the taxes up. There's all sorts of things they can do. Yeah, There's yeah look at Marvin Niemeyer. nothing Hemeyer. you can do. Yeah, well, there's just nothing you can do. There's nothing you can hold if the concept is wealth. Well, at some point, the only wealth that matters is something that you can trade for something, and that's the pinch point. Yeah. <laughs> if they don't allow you to either lick, turn it into something liquid or they don't allow the transaction to be legal, well, now whatever you have is fantastically reduced in value, just fantastically reduced because now you're on the black market. So, and in, what can you do on the black market? You, can, you can't do yeah. crap on the black market. Yeah. And so in reality then, not only is the gender pay gap bullshit uh, because women have 80% of the spending power, uh, also in terms of real wealth, they're the only ones who've got anything because they're the only ones who've got a tradable commodity there you that go. Can't be taken away from them. <laughs> there you go. They could kind of semi outlaw it. Oh, and they can lose it. They can lose it over time very slowly, though. <laughs> yeah, it is, that's inflation, buddy. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. I mean, that's why to me, people always have, what's your plan? What are you going to do? Like, I'm not, I'm going to just stay here because wherever I go, it's ultimately going to get closed down. At least I am a licensed attorney. It doesn't doesn't mean they can't take my license, but it just means I have a chance here. I can yeah. work whatever the system is. I'm not going to go out in some gunfight battle. That's ridiculous. That's not realistic for me. If someone wants to choose that, then you can go do that. Then yeah. all more power to you. But you know, for me, uh, my whole deal is the skill I have is being able to look at the system understand what the system is, read the laws, and then be able to manipulate them to my advantage, whatever yeah. that might be. And when they take all the advantages away, well, I guess they march me off to a camp. Okay, yeah. well, there'll be a lot of people I probably am, you know, pretty good friends with in those camps. Yeah. And so it won't be all that terrible for me. Yeah, this is, a, you can get used to anything. I mean, like they could put you in prison for the rest of your life. And People get, get used, used to, to that. After a while, yeah. And they're not going to be putting everybody in prison because it no. won't work. It's it's just like the same reason that everyone says, oh, the vaccine is going to kill everybody. Look, if the thing starts killing everybody, they're not going to be able to roll another one out. Mm -hmm. You're not going to be get police to be able to enforce something that's literally killing people all over the place. It only works now because they're not really killing people all over the place. And it's the same with the camps. Yeah, yeah you might be able to get a few people in there, but when you're like expecting to haul everybody off, it's, it's no longer credible. The entire system runs on this delusion, this fantasy that you're free and that the people are in charge. They have to keep that fantasy together as soon as they lose that it's over and if if that ever goes you know you're in the end game and a lot of people are about to die very suddenly uh, that's yeah. that's the only time it's going to happen and, and so they're never going to do that's the, the stuff. that's the only chance at, at that point it's the only chance that something might actually yes. change for the better it has to, it has get, to, to, to get to that point, point. Yeah. it has to get to that point if we can't you know i try to reach people you try to reach people with with logic reason facts whatever it doesn't work very yeah. much and that's just the bottom line and people just look don't at like ben it. shapiro he's destroyed numerous teenagers with facts and logic <laughs> and yet teenagers are still dumb 
<laughs> yeah. They simply won't recognize the value of Judeo-Christian values. Judeo-Christian values. <laughs> <laughs> I just, you know, for me, I mean, I'm almost 60 years old. What do I mean? What do I care? It's, you know, I feel bad for my nephews and younger people and stuff. It's kind of sucks, but you know, may you live in interesting times. It's, everybody's kind of in the same boat. If you're not one of these super wealthy people or a connected person or being, or you're one of these guys who's willing to basically screw over your fellow citizens for, you know, a, a pension and a small paycheck, then we're all kind of in the same boat and it's not a great boat, but you know, I mean, it's just the boat you have. That's it. It's just, there's been all sorts of times. I tell people all the time, at least I didn't become 18 in 1918. Oh, how would yeah. that be? You yeah. draft it in, you got to go over some stupid wall and just get mowed down, hanging in barbed wires. It's There's all sorts of bad deals out there. You know, the yeah. deal we have, it kind of sucks because people like you and, and, and me, we can see what's coming and we want to wake people up to it and try to prevent it. And if people woke up, it could stop. It could just stop tomorrow. If people just woke up, it would just stop. It wouldn't yeah. require any bloodshed at all. But if people don't wake up, yeah. It's not going to stop. No. <laughs> well, this is not going to stop. This whole, um, like, I, half my family is from Eastern, well, the Baltic states, and uh, they locked down before we did. And uh, I don't consume the news at all. And uh, so my foster daughter told me, oh, yeah, uh, Estonia is completely locked down. I can't go, can't wow. go see my mom. And uh, so I was like, Jesus, you're kidding me. Like, she, t- she told me, I like, said, well, that'll never happen here. People wouldn't stand for it. No, and then they stand for it. It's very popular. It's very popular. They're not doing. The prime minister's in trouble for not governing us hard enough. Right. Yeah. It's too early to. Too early yeah. to let off. Yeah. I, I mean, I'll go I mean, to the I've camps. I've never paid any attention to any of it. I, I'll go to the camps. Just please don't make everyone have to see my penis. Yeah. That's the only thing I really don't want. Like, I just don't want everyone to see my penis. <laughs> it's not that much a fucking ask. I'll watch the fucking. I'll eat the bugs and say go in and live in the pod. <laughs> this pod's not all that bad. I mean, uh, you will nobody say sees that my penis. Uh, it's funny. <laughs> oh, what a great episode! Uh, Thank yeah. you so much for coming on, Legal Man. Yes. Uh, oh, what would you like to plug so before we go? Oh, you know, if they want to find me, they can listen to my podcast. It's called The Quash. You can find it pretty much anywhere. And, uh, you know, we do have this movie coming out. I got cast in uh, called The Jones Plantation, and it's coming out. I think it's probably going to come out early next year or at the end of this year. We're going to shoot it in September, and it's going to be great. It's really, it's definitely a project that would be close to y'all's hearts, too. It's kind of a libertarian anarchist project. So yeah. I, th- I think it's. It's awesome. You might be the only person who's ever rescinded his anonymity to play a slave owner. Right. I know. Exactly. I get to get in touch with my slave owning roots. <laughs> yeah. I, you know, I think the project's a good idea. And like I said, it's, it's another way to possibly reach people. And I think it's going to be a lot of fun to connect up with a bunch of like-minded people. You know, like I enjoy doing a show like this. It's interesting. I, it's one of the reasons I started the podcast, just because sure. I like meeting other people who get it. It's uh, people need community. They need to have other people that kind of get it and, and they feel like the motherland. You know, you need yeah. to have people you can connect yeah. with. And so, it's, yeah, that's it. That's it. I mean, I'm trying to build in real life networks of people 
who yeah, it's difficult. see things my way. I mean, I have them, all my old friends are they're all fully black pilled, and that's great. And some people in my family yeah. are no, not all of them, but you know, you 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 bring people along slowly, and uh, you know, just you know, like say this, you know, you spend some time, spend an hour, hour and a half, or something, just chatting with people who get it. Yeah. It's it's just nice. It's it's I just it's tough not having a community. Yeah, well, for, for the for the time being, uh, I mean, I get on with my neighbors, but that you know they're double vaxxed and all this. You know, right? Like, you just so can't, can't you can't be honest with them. That's yeah. the whole thing. You can't be honest with people. You have to worry all the time. Well, so. one thing is, uh, we still have it at the moment, and you know, I'm sure it'll all go to shit one way or another. But I found Telegram really useful. I have slowly starting to build some IRL contacts in like home right-wing homeschooling community right. with a pretty base sort of bunch of people apparently uh, apparently the homeschooling in the uk we, we actually the uk is the most liberal homeschooling regime in the world i believe because oh, there's, wow. no, there's nothing in the legislation that says children have to go to school here wow. it says they have to receive an education so like it's all down to interpretation obviously and they can make it difficult but all you have to do is write a letter to the school saying the kid's not coming anymore and then you homeschool and that's it Wow. Or if you if you never if you never send the kid to school, you don't even have to do that. You just don't send it to school. And if the, if your local authority wants to check up on you, they can do, but they generally don't. And Interesting. I've been the, having some conversations with homeschoolers about this, and they're all terrified that homeschooling is going to get taken away and it's going to get mm. deliberalized because it is about as liberal as it could possibly be wow. right now. And um, but they're also complaining about how. Most of the they're they're not at home in the home other homeschooling groups because they're all fucking woke lefties. Um. Uh, so I said, well, look, that's that's a good thing because that means they're not homeschooling. They will come for it. It's gonna, yeah, <laughs> right. as long as they as long as most homeschool kids are getting the indoctrination, it's fine. So that uh, and so that was my little. That's how. When you get fully blackpool enough, you you can start seeing the 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 good side of things like that. Right. And I've managed to get in touch with because uh, one of the big things I'm missing out on is um, swimming lessons. My kid my kid can't fucking swim, and she's six because like I, I would have taught her to swim by now, but the swimming baths have been fucking closed. Right. Anyway, that, that, there's a there's a lady. 40, 40 minutes drive away who's got her own swimming pool and she said oh, i'm gonna do swimming lessons over the summer holidays so we've got that sorted and so it's little things like that are just starting to come together and it and it and it's good that's but nice like, i'm deliberately making the effort to, i mean i hate meeting people i'm an antisocial cunt and it's like but I, i'm conscious that i need to actually know some people and know where they live and shit so that i I'm, that's one of the reasons I went on to Twitter, you know, five years ago. It was kind of a social experiment, but now I have a pretty decent kind of, you know, following of people that that are very like-minded. If people want to follow me, I'm legal man at U.S. Law Review. But I, I like it because it it's just another way to find people just like the podcast, just like doing these kinds of things where, you know, you can laugh about the insanity that's going on with people and you don't have to explain it to them. They get it. I got a lot of funny people in my Twitter. I just enjoy it for that reason. Mm -hmm. And it's really not because I'm so much on there to go learn news and anything else. It's really strictly about sanity. Same reason that yeah. I started the podcast a year ago is just, just, 
I couldn't believe what I was seeing. And it's such great th therapy, isn't it? To it is. Yeah. yeah, it is. I get to, you know, Save I get life. to, especially in the legal realm, like I do mine because, you know, the legal system sucks so bad and yeah. it's, it's all lies and nobody tells the truth about it. And, you know, I've been a lawyer for more than 30 years. I know I've seen it all. And, it feels good every once in a while I do these after hour rants and I can just go off yeah. of whatever I want. And, and then I've met a lot of really cool people that have these other podcasts. Like I never would have met you guys without that. It's been yeah. totally impossible. And so my, my circle expands and that's another reason I decided to do the movie because that will expand out my circle dramatically in an area I want to expand it, which is what? people that understand. No, I'm not blowing smoke up your ass at all here, but your, your podcast is, one of my favorites you're, oh, you're, good. it's probably one of the best podcasts out there but it's certainly one of, it's one of my favorites it really tickles my uh <laughs> it tickles me in just the right place uh, uh and obviously you were just with those movie star good looks <laughs> you were destined yeah. to be a movie star so I mean, <laughs> what what kept you so long yeah exactly <laughs> uh the law was my mistress yeah <laughs> Anyway. Well, thanks, guys. I really yeah. appreciate yeah. you. Anything guys. else you want to promote really before we uh, before we shove? What was that? Anything else you want to promote before we shove? No, just the movie. You know, my like I said, the Quash is my podcast, Righteous. and if they want to find me on Twitter, Legal Man at US Law Review. Besides that, nothing. I'm not really big on pushing anything else. Righteous. Anyway, for us, um, uh, you know where to find the podcast, www.historyhomos.com, and uh, follow, follow us across social media at Instagram and Twitter, uh, at uh, History Homos Pod. Uh, and you can also follow me on Instagram, at Scott Lizard Abrams. And uh, if you want to watch the show on video, uh, you can go to the link tree there and you can find all our stuff there. It's uh, very good. And if you like the show, uh, consider uh, supporting us um, on by subscribing to our page on Rockfin. That's R-O-K-F-I-N.com slash History Homos. Um, and you can get all the free content on there as well. Right. And yeah. if you do sign up for our premium stuff, you get everybody else's premium stuff. It's pretty good. Righteous. And uh, yeah. So uh, and, and most of all, uh, if you want to find a group of like minded psychos and some feds, I'll be honest, yeah. um, <laughs> uh, then join our telegram group at t.me slash history homos. That's the channel and has all our news updates and episodes that have come out and all the pertinent information. And t.me slash history homos chat is the group chat. At, and you won't find a group of finer people in there, I promise you. Yeah, it's very good. Uh, so die with dignity. Don't eat the bog, the bugs, and don't live in the pod. <laughs> um, and William, what do you want to say to the people before we get out of here? I will meet you at the door. <laughs> Later, homos. The battle's over, the war is won. With the soldier of fortune, he will carry on. He will carry on when all hope is gone. Carry on. He's trained to kill, and kill he will as we march along. Singing just another soldier song, just another soldier song.